welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about what's weighing on our minds. I'm Trevor Kizan, I'm a chub, and I have a soft marshmallow center. <laughs> I'm Michael Willer, I am a chaser, and I have a delightful almond brittle center. I am Donald Marshall, I am a chubby, and I'm nougat. Nougat. <laughs> God help me. I'm Dan, I'm a chaser, I'm chocolate through and through. Yeah, that's that's actually accurate. <laughs> so welcome back to our episode. Um, and especially actually welcome to Dan and Trevor, because you guys actually just went on a trip recently. Do, do, yes. do. We were we back on a, a cruise. On a cruise. Oh. Um, we were we left from Galveston and we went to uh, the Western Caribbean. Yes, we were in uh, nice. Honduras and then we were supposed to be in Costa Maya, but we couldn't dock. The, wa- the waves were crashing over the pier and they said, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Three, other, three other cruise I, ships I was, bailed. I was watching and I'm like, I don't see why we can't dock. And then I saw the wave crash over the pier. And I'm like, uh. It's like that moment in, in the Devil Wears Prada where she's like, it's misting outside. Right, right. It's like a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. I've actually been in a situation like that except from the other side where I was supposed to get on a cruise in Barcelona and it was storming so heavily that we were stuck and, and they kept us in the terminal. All the people who were supposed to get on the cruise Ship. Oh wow! And we just got stuck in the terminal for like four hours because they were like, "Well, we might come in." Like we don't know, and then mm. they didn't. Yeah, you, you guys get to stay in these awesome locations. I get snowed in in freaking Medford, Oregon, for a week. Like, there's no fun there. I mean, that's your fault for going to Medford, Oregon. I, yeah, <laughs> Done. I, I have to. Own you that. know, there's that's no true. cruise ship there, right? <laughs> God damn it! They lied to me. Sorry. And never will be. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I'm picturing actually, like a, a land cruise. Actually, did, <laughs> I did go out on like the saddest little party boat you've ever seen. Out there. <laughs> did it have wheels and like a big converted van? No, it had like seven senior citizens and metamucil and cups. It was very weird. Oh dear. What? Are you what? sure that was a party? <laughs> I, well, it sounds like something else. Like it cruise. is the way Don does it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you judge me. I mean, I'll stop judging you verbally. Is that okay? <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, how did the cruise go? Like, because Trevor, this was your first time on a cruise ship ever, yeah. right? Yes. Um, I had only, I mean, I'd been on like a little riverboat things in New Orleans. Uh, and I was very concerned about the accommodations in terms of just like fitting and claustrophobia and the bathroom. Um but this trip was actually organized by a, a friend of the podcast, uh, Sam King. Oh yeah, I know um, Sam. who has started to organize uh, Chub Chaser cruises. It's so co- he is—he's a master of cruising. I mean, he is. Yeah. Uh, it is like his. Uh, if he he were uploaded to the Borg, it would be for his knowledge <laughs> of cruising. Yeah. Yeah. He is a fanatic. Yes. Yeah. I'm just picturing the Borg like being subsumed by his passion. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the love Borg taking you for a um, spin around the but sun. But he took amazing care of us. Um, and it was, so we were in a junior suite. Um, so the bathroom was basically like as close to a normal bathroom as you can get. You, you, I would picture like uh, the bathroom of a smallish hotel room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the doors were pretty narrow. Um, so like I was going through sideways, but kind of like, you know, squeezing through like, <laughs> um, and then we went through a lot of Vaseline. Uh, <laughs> it was a, um, you know, a shower tub combo, but like the, the shower curtain was a little, 
close so it kind of stick to me well because the, the tub is pretty narrow and of course the shower curtain is at the edge of the tub so right yeah. that's interesting they yeah. had a curtain because most all the cruises i've been on they have doors well that would have been in a in a, in a a different kind of cabin, but that presents its own problem because then you basically, as a big boy, have to shower in a capsule. Right. Not yeah. like <laughs> not, not just throwing the curtain open yeah. and spraying the room. Yeah. You know, but you know, in stormy seas, that could actually be advantageous. Because <laughs> you're actually, already in Don, a torpedo. Actually, that is totally accurate. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because you're already in a torpedo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, um, I was a little annoyed just because I, that I, that's my biggest pet peeve in like hotel showers is when they have the option, you know, they could have like a little curved, you know, the curved shower rod, but they have the flat one. So it's just kind of this. Yeah. This well, what I thought was ingenious curve. is they had the toilet at an angle The the toilet kind of came diagonally out into the bathroom. So there was a lot of room around it. Yes. Which I think was oh, the same. Much appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And was this a room specifically meant to accommodate larger people, or no, was it no. just they happened to have? This like, was not proper- an accessible suite, but it was a suite, so it had the tub shower combo as opposed to the the capsule, the capsule. right, <laughs> right, right. Nice, uh, which I saw, and I was like, well, though, "That's not going to." I don't think the capsule <laughs> we, would have did worked a, at all. Yeah. Our group, we all kind of did like a room tour, so we could see the different classes, and I was like, "Ooh, that would not have worked. <laughs> that would." That That's good be though, great. because it sounds like Sam actually helped you pick the right room. Oh right? yeah. 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 And and we were going back and forth and forth and back. Do we need an accessible room? Is that going to work? And you know, you don't want to find that out your first night on a seven night cruise. No. Yes. Oh yeah. So, um, and he assured us like, yeah, it's probably going to work. It's probably going to work. And we're like, keep saying probably. <laughs> and uh, no, it did work. Yeah. But you know, we rebooked for next year and oh, nice. what did we rebook Trevor? Uh, we booked an accessible junior suite, okay. which we saw, and it's like, oh, I can actually, like, I don't have to squeeze through the door, right. and it is um like a wet room with a, I don't know, a, the whole a bathroom sh- is normal the shower. shower. Oh, oh okay, um, yeah, the, so it's the, all tile. It's all tile. The whole bathroom is the shower oh. and toilet and sink, and you don't have to worry about anything. There's I've nothing to never heard that expression before. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's when, extremely convenient. When you turn the shower on, seven jets of water come from every direction and just spray you down. <laughs> you don't have to move at all. The door I locks. Am so there. <laughs> the door locks and the room fills with water, <laughs> and you have to do a puzzle in order to get out. No, I totally want. I totally want this seven jets thing with like a lazy Susan in the middle, so I can just stand. <laughs> there and spin that'd be amazing <laughs> like you're on one of those pies on display <laughs> <laughs> no that's the capsule shower oh right 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 yeah. too small well cool i'm glad you guys had a good cruise was there any like high points that you remember or um we loved a lot of the excursions we got we went on two chocolate tours yes oh not, not okay so uh, <laughs> disclaimer our second tour we were doing an accessible ruins tour because uh, and seeing the videos of all the tours of the, the mine ruins, I was like, the people in the video they're using to sell it are struggling to maneuver all of these stairs and everything. So yeah, like, like, like these hot young 20-somethings are like holding on to weeds so they don't slide down the mountain. And yeah. we're like, oh, that might be a bit much for Trevor. Yeah. Um, and I was also, I was worried about myself and just like, I have enormous feet. So like n- small stairs are hard for me oh, yeah. to climb. And also Dan had shoulder surgery earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And all of the videos I saw, people are like kind of bracing themselves, like in case right. they fall. So I'm like, between the two of us, this is not a great idea. Yeah. But they had a handicap accessible tour of the the ruins where they kind of take you in a van throughout more maneuverable areas. But I guess not enough people signed up. Oh, um, that's too bad. So when you guys went on this cruise, did you end up having to fly? I mean, how was that experience for you? 
Uh, so since we were leaving from Galveston, we flew southwest. Uh-huh. Again, uh, our we, favorite, southwest. <laughs> which we talked about many times on the, the Look, remote coast. Chubby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we actually have recently booked a trip to London, mm-hmm. and I was really going round and round and chewing my arm off. I'm, that. I'm dreading that trip. Like I, I, I want to go to Europe. But it's been a long time, and I wanted to go, but I, I, an eight-hour flight. In those tiny little when, seats. Oh, don't worry. It's longer. You know, <laughs> when we've been putting this off because I just have been so concerned about the logistics of not only the seating, but like, mm-hmm. will I be able to go to the bathroom? And I've talked to a lot of uh, international chubs and super chubs and being like, so how do you do the, you know, seeing them at these events? Because they, like, uh, they come to America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Florida or Vegas or whatever. Like, okay, so how do you get here? Like, yeah. do you fit in the bathroom what seats do you book and they're like oh it's very uncomfortable and i do not fit in the bathroom and i'm like well uh, well they like, have those push trays that go down the middle and like you know the little little garbage can off the side and yeah i mean but it's so i'm just always wait, i've been so surprised what are you suggesting i get it i don't think <laughs> just like trevor, <laughs> trevor understands yeah <laughs> this is very disturbing so i was so you know as as the good husband and as the good chaser i'm like how am i what's what is a way we can do this with the with the least amount of discomfort and the greatest amount of pleasure Mm -hmm. and um that sounds like our valentine's day episode (laughs) (laughs) i think you ended up talking to uh, yeah we talked to a really good friend of our a a supersized bbw named heather boyle and she gave us the lowdown because she goes to europe actually several times a year mm-hmm. and she's a very big girl and she put us on to the solution of air new zealand oh air new zealand has this thing called a sky couch and it's a product so you buy your ticket and then this is in in, in a lot of the way airlines work there are there are charges you add on top, like you want to take an extra piece of luggage. That's an upcharge. You want to reserve a seat. That's an upcharge. <laughs> you, you want to want breathe. To, <laughs> <laughs> you, want to, you want to be able to go to the bathroom. Right. So there is an upcharge for the Sky Couch, which is a row of three seats whose all their footrests go up to form a single platform. Hmm. So you can imagine a bed that goes from the seat back to the tray table in front. And forms a solid bed. And it's meant for couples or people who just want a big bed. Okay. And so we figured that would be a really great way to approximate how we usually travel domestically, where we have three seats to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Trevor could conk out on that, and maybe I could find a free seat, and I could be somewhere else, because we're not, we're not both going to fit in that bed. <laughs> but the, it makes it a lot more economical, because if you had to buy three seats to Europe on like a, an American domestic airline, that would be extraordinarily expensive. Right. So this seemed to us like a, to be a really great solution. I'm and having a hard time picturing what it looks like. Uh, Trevor, or you, you put up pictures of it on the, yeah. the website. Uh, so is it significantly less expensive? Cause uh, just booking the idea of booking three seats on a, on an international flight does sound pretty intimidating, but I guess if they're all coach seats, right? Right. So this actually is in their economy class of service. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's even, it's not technically premium economy, but there is an uh, an upcharge. So as a single person, you could book the Sky Couch and there'd be a larger upcharge than if you book two seats and book the Sky Couch upcharge. Interesting. Oh. So it's, oh. it's scaled for how many people are taking up these three seats. Right, right, kind of. Okay. So, you know, you could you can do that. But at least having the option to do it, like, comfortably. Right, and most international flights will not 
let you book three seats in the same name or you have to call and you have to explain like, Hey, I'm really fat. I need three seats. I need <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, nobody wants to have that conversation. Yeah. So, um, you can do this online with air New Zealand. There's also the advantage. Like if you're an American, uh, the exchange rate makes this rather favorable. Oh, nice. So it's, again, you're not paying an American company. You're paying a New Zealand company. So there's uh, it works out kind of la- that way nicely. And Lord knows I'd love to go back to New Zealand again. So that just sounds very economic. Yeah. Well, believe me, they fly to New Zealand. <laughs> and they <laughs> to have, and from. Well, and what the, a concept. Well, and the other thing that we were thinking about too is, okay, how do we get, I would prefer, I don't know if anybody else would, but I prefer to fly nonstop. Because mm, otherwise yeah. you've got to do this milk run. And we had this backup strategy. If we didn't fly nonstop, we would do the, have like a pee break in Reykjavik. Yeah. Oh, so that was, that's actually what I was going to ask you. Your, your friend Heather, uh, did she have any tips as far as like having appropriately sized bathrooms or is that something that has been figured out? Uh, so Air New Zealand has at least one bathroom on this these aircrafts that kind of like it's two bathrooms that kind of the wall between them opens up. Yeah, and, and Air New Zealand is not unique in this. Most transatlantic flights do have this. Trans-Pacific flights have this. So if you've ever been in a massive wide-body plane, they will have two bathrooms next to each other. Mm-hmm. It is possible to take down the wall there. Uh, they they basically can accommodate a wheelchair if they have to. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. So if they can accommodate a wheelchair, they can accommodate, you know. And is, is that something that flight staff so do has they, to do? Do that they you... actually have to, like, do it between uses? So, like... Stewardess, I need to use the restroom. Can you please take the wall down for me? Uh, yes. That still feels awkward. Well, it's not as awkward it's, as the alternative. Yeah, it's not as awkward as a uh, pooping yeah, the into the little the I mean, push I was going to say, your alternative is a little more awkward. I mean, it's right there. I you barely am. even have to leave your seat. What? Wait. Why are you all looking at me this way? <laughs> this is very new information. <laughs> you know, and this, now, this is why people won't travel with me. Throw out the episode. <laughs> I want to hear about this. <laughs> well, that's a really great... Uh, Great option, especially for people like Don who want to be able to to do some of that overseas travel. And I'm sure we can sort of uh, on the website, we can have some of the like the link to the New Zealand Airlines and probably also a lot of the places that they'll fly to. I wonder if there's somewhere where like you could look for travel buddies like I need to go to Europe at this time. Like you want to go in on a sky couch with me, that sort of thing. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I bet, I bet that resource is out there somewhere if you well, can look for it. And that's kind of the same as looking for a roommate on a cruise if you don't want to book the whole route, oh, the whole sure, cabin that's yourself. a great idea yeah so it's similar i guess you could do that yeah so speaking of uh flying in airline travel and fiascos um a listener sent in an article uh that caught my attention yeah that was uh it's pretty rough um and this is sort of what trevor was talking yeah. about when you know we'd like to do a, a more positive episode like the chubbies because sometimes things like this happen in fact more op- more often than not um a a woman and her daughters uh, had uh, booked a um, basically a trip to Thailand from Australia, from New Zealand. I believe from Australia, mm-hmm. and so they flew to Thailand and they had this whole trip planned. And on the flight back, I believe it was Thai Airlines. It was mm-hmm. Thai Airlines refused to let them go into their business class seats that they had paid for, and the way in which they refused was by saying, "Too big, too big, no." And they have tape measures in yeah. their hands. They're trying to prove that they're too big Literally by measuring the women. Running Literally. out with tape measures and throwing them around their midsections. And, and this, like, her, this woman, um, her name's Suhana, and uh, her two daughters were standing on the plane with all of the other passengers staring at them, w- being shouted at by the flight staff, telling them that they couldn't sit in the seats that they had paid for, that booked and paid for. And frankly had gotten there on. 
and and had gone there on presum- yeah. yeah. And so uh, they were forced to sit in economy seats. Um, and the excuse that was given later, not in the moment, but later, uh, was that the seat belts that they have for business class have like airbags in them. That they can- yeah, because you, you think, why are they going to put them in economy? The seats have got to be even smaller in economy. Right. And the, as you say, the explanation was, yeah. oh, our business class seats have airbags in the seat belts that you can't use an extender. Exactly. Which... I'm trying it's nonsense. To, I'm trying it's to picture total nonsense. Them. Well, I mean, or worse, it's not. That makes no sense. Right. Oh, well, yeah. I guess if that's not even if that's just part of the design, especially literally- since business class is the fallback for the larger traveler. Right. Like mm-hmm. in general, like that's what you, that's what you got to settle for. Well, this was clearly not a concern for them, unless like, you're flying New Zealand Sky Couch. Yeah. Right. Sky Couch. Book your flights today. <laughs> Um, so unfortunately, uh, this woman and her two daughters had to sort of hoof it back in economy seats with everyone being yeah. completely embarrassed and ridiculed on this on this flight. And it took, I think, something like six months to even get an apology for it. I mean, there was well, uh, Thai Airlines did. <laughs> they only refunded them the difference between business class and economy. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And, that, and that took like a long time and like practically litigation to get. It should be said that the travel agent who booked it did refund the rest of it because they just felt so bad. Mm-hmm. Right. So screw you, Thai Airlines. Yeah. I'm flying New Zealand Air. <laughs> yeah. I bet they go to Thailand. Who knows? Probably. So the interesting second half of this, which when I read the article um, posted on the BBC website, they, uh, they sort of bury the lead here, at least from my perspective, the, uh, the company that booked the travel for them is a company called Destination Beauty, which is their whole business model is designed around basically taking women, uh, offering them a variety of plastic surgeries and and procedures for weight loss. In Thailand. In Thailand. Where it's supposedly cheaper, I would imagine. I guess it's cheaper. I don't know if there are fewer regulations. Um, and then you fly to Thailand through this company service. They put you up and you get your various surgeries done. That's not unique. Like we actually have similar things here, flying people to Costa Rica and Brazil, yeah. Mexico. Brazil. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not too, no, weird. but it's particularly ironic that yeah. these women, well, who- hold, hold on a second. Like Sorry. I'm not talking about unique and weird. I'm talking about f-ed up. That's okay. what I'm talking about. <laughs> like just like, just because it exists everywhere. doesn't mean that it's not terrible. Like that's where I'm coming from. So, and, 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 I know I have to kind of be careful here and tread lightly because I don't want to shame somebody who feels like they want plastic surgery and that's something that's going to be good for them. That's not really what I'm getting at. It was the idea that they, to me, clearly felt like they needed this to happen and because the mother said she's never flying again until she loses weight. Well, and did you say what the surgery they were having was? It was, I think it was several, but one of them was the, uh, it was weight loss surgery. Yeah, it was weight loss surgery. So it's particularly ironic that they were shamed by Thai airlines after having had weight loss surgery, weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And that again, she said she's never flying again until she can lose weight and fit on, which which drives me crazy. Cause you know, you have this horrible thing happen to you and your solution is, Oh, I need to change so that I don't get shit on like this again. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just so horrible. Yeah. And it, it actually, it, it really, I, when we start, when we, when um, everybody showed up today, cause we recorded at my place, uh, I was in, I was in kind of like a funk and everyone's like, what's going on? Why are you a little, and I, I just, because I was doing the research for this article and I, I initially read the first article and that was sort of one of our bits and then clicked on the link to uh, destination beauty and, and went down that, that rabbit hole, which I mean, I, I get that it's not uh, uncommon, but 
it, for some reason I was sitting there reading this and it just really hit me. And it, 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 it like sent me into this whole spiral that this is such a thing that exists that people, women and fat people feel so much like they have to change how they look to fit into society, much less be accepted like that. Quite literally. Right. Yeah. Fit in. Literally, if you have read, a space that you fit into. And yeah. all of the language in the article, and Dan, we've talked about, like, I don't know about the BBC specifically, but about, like, English publications, like, the, all of the language in the article is about being overweight, too big, can't fit in, oversized seats, all of these things that make it very clear that these people were something that had to be, like, accommodated for in a way that was not okay or, like, not normal. Yes, and it's quite the coup when you can get the victim to blame themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened. And so, anyway, I, I so I bring this up because, I mean, it was, it was relevant and it was also important to talk about, but for me, you know, walking out of having read all of that, it was deeply affecting. And I actually sort of curled up on the couch that Trevor's sitting on right now (laughs) with Julia's cat Maggie and was just like, needed like a moment to just try and recover from it because it was, you know, really depressing. And uh, I I say that because um, I, I, I get that these things exist and they're out there and that, you know, a lot of times you come across them every day, but sometimes you've gotten so good at ignoring them or, or just sort of waving it off that you forget that it still hurts. And sometimes that one thing is just the one thing that's too much. And that happened to me today. And on the sort of other end of it, I'm sitting here now with three of my best friends and I feel better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there's any real solution there except to just embrace the people that love you and, lean on the people that love you for, you know, that recovery. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about it mm-hmm. and then n- not normalize it, mm-hmm. that that's not okay. It's not just, Oh yeah, that happened. Shit happened. Right. Well, this is literally, I mean, for me, it's an interesting experience because it's literally the first time I've ever heard someone who was not a large person talk about this stuff and get upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I've always felt like, you know, like, uh, the airline thing. There's a reason why this airline story hits home for a lot of fat guys, fat people. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to say fat guys, fat people. This is such a universal experience that I feel like traditionally, like I've had to go through this by myself repeatedly um, to the point where I, I think I've mentioned the story before uh, I went on to Southwest Airlines with my father and stepmother. And so, this was many years ago. Southwest Airlines told me, you're going to have to pay extra if you want to come onto our plane. This is before they changed their policy. Yeah, yes. before they changed mm-hmm. the policy. But yes, yes. not to give me an extra seat. They were not offering me an extra seat. I was sitting next to my father and stepmother. They're just like, your fat ass is going to have to pay extra money. Oh, I actually yeah. missed that part with the first couple of times you yeah. told me that. I didn't realize. Huh. And so that, they're, Wait, they're charging you more money, but they're not giving you anything nope. for it? They were not going to move me. Like I was still sitting in the same seat next to my father and stepmother. I just had to pay more money for the, the yeah, yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons they changed the policy because it was so badly applied. It was so misinterpreted by staff right. and they just, they realized that it was costing them far more than it was helping them. Right. And, but you were saying you used to going that by yourself. Yeah. I'm used that. to going through that experience. I have n- and with this story, every time I've heard of an injustice, like on an airlines, it goes viral really quick. Right. Yeah. You hear because it's a that could happen to me. When fat people go through this stuff, it there's silence. This story, this story has not gone viral. No, it hasn't. And it's three women brutalized, like brutally shamed in front of people. I think the most shocking thing about it to me is the fact that 
I mean, the the tape measure thing, like the, the it's the nightmare version of it, where it's like this is so absurd and over the top that it doesn't seem real. Like it's the yeah. my it is my worst fear that there would literally be tape measures just coming, coming at, at me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just want to throw one extra thought on top of this, um, where I think maybe I'm I'm going to try and be kind and be generous to some people here. Maybe there's an, an additional cultural element that's being missed out on. Oh yes, I, oh, I have yeah. I have been in multiple situations with people from Asia, not Asian Americans, Asian people, uh, where their sense of personal space and property of one's own body has been a little different than my experiences. So, like, I was on a movie set uh, where a lot of the guys were uh, Asian, not Asian American, Asian. And they would just come right up to me. There'd be no shame in their eyes. And they were not, it was not a sexual thing. They'd walk right up to me and they'd go like, oh, you're so big. And just start handling my body, mm-hmm. right? You're so big. And it's not like shock or horror or disgust, just an observation. Well, and in, like intense I, curiosity. Yeah. I, I need to touch this body to confirm you are in fact as big as you appear to be. And so I'm wondering maybe if just a couple extra inches need to be given to the well, Thai folks there. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. And my response would be, these are professionals who work on an international airline. There's no excuse from my perspective. I'm just trying to find some wiggle room to be generous, but yeah. Well, what I'd point out is that most of the world treats fat people the way these Thai people treat fat people. Like you might be nicer about it and only tell your friend instead of telling someone to their face. But that attitude of like, you're too big, you don't belong. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have the body you have and be in our space. Right. And the difference I think between a lot of fat people who are conditioned to accept that and who learn, well, I guess my body is wrong. I guess I like these women who are like, Oh, the solution to our problem is I'll never fly again until I'm the right size. Yeah. Whereas I think for, you know, people like us, we find that absolutely reprehensible. I, I, I don't mean to say that fat people don't get angry. But I think there, you know, if you're fat, you're in this situation where you have to, it's assumed that you're wrong. It's Chinese water torture. You, like, honestly, you just get this so often in so many little ways that when it hits you in a big way, it doesn't always hit you exactly what's happening. It's just like, oh, this again. And okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that the, the anger is muted yeah. because, oh, this again. Mm-hmm. Whereas for someone like us, because we never, you know, obviously Michael and I never count, never encountered this. So it's this grave injustice that's, I mean, not, I wouldn't say new for us, but like if we had been with those women, if we had been on that plane. I would have been fighting people. Yeah. <laughs> I think something else that's strange about this story, at least to me personally, is the, I mean, we've talked about how the, you know, surgery tourism is nothing new, but just the idea of I am going to take my vacation and have plastic surgery and weight loss surgery. And that is my, like my treat my to myself. Treat, yeah. Like, yeah. Treat yourself by giving into well, traditional standards of beauty. Well, and, a lot of people feel that way. I mean, the, so I'm trying to be sensitive to the fact that if you, if you want to go out and get any kind of plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, fine, go do that. The, the issue that, that bothers me is when that decision is made because you feel this overwhelming pressure from outside sources that you have to. Yeah, the idea that you need to change because we've decided you're unacceptable. Exactly, yeah. And, that, and that's, where this, that's where the issue comes from for me. And to, to go back to the sort of the cultural differences point, I think that 
if it had been the exact same people done that you interacted with on set, if they had been, you know, stewards on an airline and you had been walking into that seat, I think they would have been just as blunt with you, but it would have been the same kind of confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the difference is because you were an actor as long as along with them. Yeah. In, in your context. Um, so, okay. So it leads into the question. Like, so we know traveling can be difficult, but like, where can you go as a larger person and, not have people running at you with tape measures. Like, is there a good place? Was, wasn't there not, like, I'm not going to Mikono's anymore. Well, wasn't there a plus size, res, plus size resort at one point? Yes. Well, for a while there was a exclusive plus size resort. Mm-hmm. And for a while it kept kind of creeping up in conversation. We're kind of within the round world. Someone would be like, Hey, has anyone else seen this? And it did have very kind of like, murder island vibes to me personally. Well, where I think you should describe why what it was a plus size oh, resort. Oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 no, never so got, was, I never got that. I just kind of got like, oh, it's like sandals. I mean, it was you an all-inclusive resort, resort mm. but it was designed, everything was designed for basically you would kind of organize a group and kind of, cause you would, you're booking the, the entire resort. Oh. oh, wow. I always assumed it was for couples who could book, who could book a room like they'd book a room in a vacation anywhere else. No, this was because the reason I think it failed is because you have to book out the entire thing. And I think that's why people would kind of, th- this kind of kept coming up as like, oh, do we want to try to do this? Because it's not really financially viable. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible business model. Do you think they would have been more successful if they had just made all of their PR and marketing about the fact that they were incredibly fat friendly and accommodating but still a quote unquote normal resort. Yeah, I think so. Because like, for example, one of the things that made them fat friendly is they would, they had four foot wide lounge chairs. They had reinforced beds in the cabins. Mm. Uh, it, it wasn't like you were going to some, some little tiny resort that you found in the backwoods of Mexico. Right. And you're like staying in a yeah, wicker chair. You're staying and- in a wicker chair and you're 400 <laughs> pounds and that's just not going to work. And I think that if you show people that, in the same way that like, you know, we don't need to fly on a fat airline. We just need to fly on an airline that will accommodate us. Right. So, sorry, I just want to, I, cause I pulled up the, the information we had on this. So d- the reason Dan's looking at me like I'm crazy is cause we were talking about two different oh. resorts. <laughs> so <laughs> Freedom Paradise Resort is the one in Mexico uh-huh. and the res- the resort okay. that is the the one where you have to book the entire resort oh. is in the Bahamas. Oh. Freedom Paradise Resort is closed. The resort is still open. But <gasps> you have to book it. Maybe, oh my God, maybe we'll do an episode at the resort and I'll get yes. murdered. <laughs> well, not that the last That would boost part. our ratings. That um, would, well, and then it would end the show. So let's not yeah. do that. <laughs> so I'm curious about your guys' experience. So a place that I've found has always been very good for me to go to, and it's very close at hand, like the Disney experience I found has usually been very accommodating for my size. Like seats are comfortable. You mean like the parks? The parks. Like I find they tend to be, have, have you had a good experience there? Uh, yeah. I would yeah. say that the Disney parks are probably the most fat friendly of amusement parks. Yeah. When we go to Universal and Universal is oh, no. really good about putting the, 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 the carriage outside the ride so you can see if you fit. Yeah. Nobody fits. <laughs> I don't fit. Trevor doesn't fit. Our friend from Germany didn't fit. You know, mm-hmm. nobody fits. So I was trying to go on the Harry Potter ride. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and there was a seat out front. I got into the seat. It took a little bit of effort, but I was almost able to pull the thing closed. I'm like, okay, it's close enough. I go inside halfway through the line. There's a second one and they have somebody whose job is to pull you out of line. <gasps> what? Make you sit in that. Right. And then, but only some people, 
Oh yeah, they they picked me. They dragged me out of the line and had me. Oh, some this was Universal. Universal. Yep. I still haven't been on the Harry Potter line ride because of this, but uh, it, like I could feel it hitting the latch. Right. I could feel it right there. It was like half an inch away from closing, and I couldn't pull it. And I was like, "Could you just shove it? Like, if you shove it, this is going to close." She's like, "No one in the park is legally allowed to shove that. You can have a friend do it." And I'm like. How awkward is that going to be? Like, hi, could, Michael, would you mind just shoving this thing closed on top of me? I, well, I should Michael's probably, probably be able to get out afterwards, but and Michael's probably already on the ride next to you. Like, yeah, exactly. I'll make it so, fit. <laughs> yeah, but Universal has Universal is a very bad experience for larger people, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, um, and taller people. A lot of their rides, like I'm, I'm also six foot two, and I leave that place with bruised knees and not for fun reasons. Yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> Oh God, at, you know, I was talking about this the other day at Universal. Um, I was on the Minions ride and okay. I was in a compartment row thing. So it was me and then a mother and her small child and the bar goes down and, you know, it hits my belly and it's like junk. So it's like, okay. Like, I'm like, good, great. And, but oh, there no. they have like oh, yeah. all this space. It's nowhere near that. Yeah, and she, the mom doesn't think anything. She's like, oh, it's stuck. And she just pulls it down, it down and it like slices me in half. I'm like, <gasps> and just dying oh. the entire ride because yeah. Cause it doesn't go back. Up. Yeah. I had you that sitting ex- right next to her. I mean, it wasn't right next. It was a weird, it's a strange, like long row, long bench. So right. I was next to her, but there was, was space between us. So she didn't really, but there were, it wasn't like there were six people between the two of you, like, and she couldn't see. No, you. it was just, She's just clueless. And yeah. that can actually be a little dangerous too. Cause like I was on the Jurassic park ride. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's that big padded bar you pulled on top of yourself. And like my legs are already padded. So mm-hmm. it's going to stay up a little bit. And there's this little tiny woman sitting next to me. And I guess she wasn't thinking much about it. And we're going through the ride and it's lovely. And suddenly you go over a lip and the, the ride has you fall down a, a flume ride thing, right? You're going over a waterfall and the little woman next to me is suddenly, I'm watching her just rising up on the seat <laughs> and starting to like, oh my God, she's about to go orbital. And like, I actually was about to reach out and grab her and pull her back into the seat when we finally leveled out. But uh, yeah, I feel like that could be a danger. My thing is if, if it's not a ride that has like individual like harnesses per person, yeah. it's probably not a ride that is actually all that dangerous to begin with. Oh, like yeah. usually I mean, if it's just across your lap, it's really just for liability more than anything. Else. I think it's, yeah. So you don't climb out but Yeah. again, but uh, you know, so universal bad Disney, really good. Even the, the freaking roller coasters on there. Very comfortable. I had no problem sitting in that, okay. but I would love to know like what other theme parks and stuff are fat friendly. That'd be nice to find out. You know, maybe our listeners will tell uh, us Disney <laughs> world. End of list. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but all of Disney world, like Epcot is a joy when I've been there and, um, no, but I'm just saying that I think yeah. really Disney is That's the only one. I mean, maybe um, the only other theme parks I can really think of are, you know, Universal and then uh, like well, Busch Gardens. I mean, there's Busch Gardens, there's Six Flags, there's, oh, there's another one. I mean, I know Six things, Flags but, isn't. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I just have never been to Six Flags, but. Uh, <laughs> Do an episode at Six Flags and you and Dan can ride roller coasters and Don and mm. I can not. I will hold commentate. on to the back if necessary because I am getting on those freaking roller coasters. I love roller coasters. There you go. <laughs> so we were at Disneyland with a international friend and walking into the park, I rolled my ankle. Ooh. And it was like, it was, I mean, he was in many ways like a little kid, but it was like, <laughs> it was his first time in America and his first time at Disneyland. And 
in we're what like you know i'm hobbling and i get to town hall and i'm like uh town hall is like at the entrance of disneyland for those of you who oh, haven't no. so been like to Disneyland, just walked in. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not going to be able to do this. Oh no. I'm like, I do not know what I'm going to do. And Dan's like, you, you could know. get a scooter. And I, up until, up until that point, I had this whole thing, like the fat person in the scooter. I don't want to be the person everyone yeah. is being like, you know, being stared at, but I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, well maybe I can do a little bit further. And I keep going. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to walk. So Dan's like, okay, like I'll figure out how to get this. He disappears for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, rolls up in a scooter <laughs> and I get in it and I'm like, oh my God, like I have this, this like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm in the scooter, but then we're going and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going through Disneyland and I'm not in pain. And it's like, this is so much faster. Well, faster. And you're not exhausted. You're yeah. not dying of heat prostration. Um, and you're, you're walking faster than anybody. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I have spent all day i mean we were there till like i think closing oh yeah we were exhausted trevor was fine yeah and i'm like this is and then the next day i'm like because normally after disneyland it's like oh my god my feet are f-ed up my ankles are sore my back's a mess but i'm like i'm fine yeah and i would there'd be points where like you know i'd pull over on the cart and like hop out and walk go around um because there are just part of the, i had a lot of trouble on navigating Indiana yeah. Jones oh, line. Yeah, well, sure. I, it, it should be said that Trevor doesn't actually have a driver's license or drive. So his experience <laughs> in a scooter was um, novel. I also have terrible spatial skills, <laughs> which is why so he doesn't like drive. Just an amazing combo. This, yeah. Oh God. Um, but now have we mentioned Mr. Toad? I'm just picturing <laughs> you like scooting down Main Street, looking happy as a clown. Oh, he was a terror. And like dozens of people behind you holding their ankles going, Oh, why? <laughs> why? But it was really wonderful for me to just see Trevor so freed up, whereas usually he might feel burdened, you know, four yeah, hours like into the my day. My shoes are filling with blood. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so now, like, when we go to Disneyland for gay days and we're there multiple days, I'm like, I'm getting a scooter. Oh, it's lovely. And it is blasting through the park at full speed or, like, Dan's like, oh, I'm going to go back to the room. I'm like, okay. And I just speed off. <laughs> I, do not, I do not run people down. I usually uh, master, you know, the, the three point turn after three well, days. Yeah, the whole but be honest, Trevor, do you want to? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and you know, dead men tell no tales. That's true. One of the best experiences I had with the scooter at Disneyland was it was after the fireworks. So there was sections of the park that were just empty and they're reopening them and i'm just like give me a minute and i <laughs> crank up the speed to full speed and i am blasting through disneyland the wind in my hair going by <laughs> alice in wonderland and like veering around by the scarf flailing in the wind behind him yeah, and yeah. i don't see any of this because he's like so far in front of me mm-hmm. i can't see anything you know he's gone um just so just I, a streak i advise anyone to use a scooter at disneyland if you're even halfway considering it do it it will be liberating okay when we finally get our special disneyland episode and we go record there (laughs) we're gonna rent four scooters we're gonna bring fezzes and we're just gonna go crazy (laughs) through that park it's gonna be amazing oh yeah because fezzes are cool a game changer and it's i don't i don't if people are staring at me i don't see them because i am blasting (laughs) by them i think the only some the only thing is okay so when we've, you know, the first time I had a Disneyland like rental scooter and those make the truck backing up sound. Beep, beep, 
when, whenever you back up. So even if you're just kind of like backing up to kind of turn around, people do look at that because they're like, what is, like, is there a truck coming? What is, <laughs> yeah. what is happening? But the, the one we rented when we went for gay days was, you know, silent and stealthy backing up, which I yeah, and appreciated. It should be said that um, if you going for multiple days and are going to be at a hotel, there are many scooter companies in the area that will deliver the scooter to your hotel, pick it up from your hotel. You never have to mess with it. If you don't stay for multiple days, you just do one day at the park, you can get a scooter from Disneyland. And I was asking at Disneyland, like, so, you know, my husband's pretty big. How what's the rate? What's the capacity on these? And they're like, oh no, they're all rated to four or 500 pounds. Like they don't have small scooters. I so want to go through Disneyland on a scooter now. Do, I'm like I, so it excited. Is, it is amazing. It is. <laughs> I, I know whatever, you know, you're, I, I'm I just sure think it'd be fun as all like, hell. Oh, like, I don't know. It's amazing. Everyone do it. Everyone. It, it would turn Disneyland all should Disney, be all scooters. Yeah, it would turn all <laughs> of Disneyland into a ride. Well, like, it's almost all, all it. strollers now, so I yeah. that would be an improvement. Um, it is nice to not have blood in my shoes after a day at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, you weren't kidding. I mean, it's- No, I've- that. I, it's Cinderella appropriate. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, blisters, blisters bursting. Yeah, that's and the, the worst part, honestly, for me, like walking is fine, but even at Disneyland, like that's the bad. The worst part is when you're in line and you're just standing for, you know, yeah. you're in yeah. line for 45 minutes. I mean, minutes. that's rough on anybody. I, yeah, but, but for fat people, standing is far worse usually than walking. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. That's, I haven't really thought about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I would really prefer to be walking than just standing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, oh my God, it's amazing. Everyone, everyone, stop what you're doing. Get in your car, drive to, I don't care if you're, I know there's people in Chicago listening, get in your car, go to Disneyland, don't stop driving, get a scooter and scoot through Disneyland. And, and if then, you don't have a driver's license, still do it. Yeah. Oh, then it's even more fun, right, Trevor? Yes. So uh, before we get to our bit that I know Don has, uh, we wanted to do, we introduced Liz, a watch. Right, Lizzo watch 2020. Because she's traveling. And, ah. and because it's, you know, we need something good that Lizzo is the continual beacon of wonderful energy. Uh, Lizzo is living her best life. She is on a beach vacation in Rio de Janeiro. She is in an amazing swimsuit and, of course, getting flack for it. But thankfully, she's still off Twitter, so she is free to be her best self. She's posted some uh, videos on uh, Instagram because she's still on Instagram. She was calling herself a role model, uh, but with, uh, you know, two L's. That's great. Oh, um, nice. So uh, it's very I'm funny. Just, she's, she's out there. She's a beacon of hope for all of us. Being inspiring as ever. Yes. So, Don, I hear you have prepared a bit for us to do. I have. Hold on. Um, I, I, I have shorts on after this. I'm just kidding. Michael's right. taking off his pants. Wah, 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 wah. Oh my god, the, the thing's flopping around. <laughs> you should have that look. Shorts down. on underneath the sweatpants. So Don. Um, okay, so originally we were going to call this pit I Never, based on the drinking game. But then there was some confusion as to how exactly the rules worked. So I'm changing the name and we're calling it Have You Ever, right? Fair enough. So you're going to throw out something that has happened to you that we're going to find out if that has happened to anyone else in the room. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if if you if this has happened to you, you will have to confess this. All right. Okay. So one, have you ever basically performed a tantric position you've learned from the Kama Sutra in order to use a toilet on an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, this the point where Dan and I have to take shots? <laughs> I'm gonna say no because I just he doesn't. There's no the there's no space for that. I have had the issue of so the, the last time I attempted to use a 
airplane toilet. It was so tight that if I sneezed, the door would have blown <laughs> off. <laughs> and I told the Air New Zealand agent this and she left. Yes. I um, mean, in fairness, we laugh too, <laughs> but maybe not in the same way. No, I mean, like I, I tried to make the point, like there is going to be a facility, right? Because otherwise. I, I will say it takes some creativity. So like I was flying to New Zealand and uh, that's a really long flight. And I, you're going to have to use that restroom at some point. And uh, let's just say there was some tantric positioning and praying that you're as accurate from a distance as you think you are. And I was successful. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'll tell you that I, one of the things I have trouble with is because, and this is just a domestic flight, not on a wide body, the slope in the restroom, it, I, I can't get close enough to it without somehow crouching, but you can't crouch because... Oh, I can't have really headroom. I don't have headroom to get yeah. close to oh, it, so I end oh, up I like see. distorting my body into this weird. Sort you're you're of leaning right. backwards with your groin. I'm, I shouldn't do that with a microphone. Actually, <laughs> you're leaning backwards, thrusting your groin like a foot in front of you, and trying to balance. It's, actually, to get, yeah. it's more like yeah, trying. It's more like that. trying to kneel on the platform where the toilet seat is, just to get <laughs> I mean, close enough and low enough. At what point do you just sit down? That is a Kama Sutra position, so yeah. you have. I could I mean, do that, but you know, I when, don't. I don't know who else is sat there. That's why don't well, people, women have to deal with that every day. <laughs> why don't humans design the bathrooms on airplanes? <laughs> that is a fair question. You mean instead of the cat, the I cat would, battalion they got, or just like a snake? Like, yeah, that looks right. <laughs> uh, have you ever been very comfy on one side of a couch, uh, in uh, where there are, all the seats are full except for the space next to you on the couch? And then someone walks in and is looking around for a seat to sit in and like they can see there's plenty of room next to you. But for some reason, that is not the seat. It, like they'll sit on a couch arm or something else. Have you ever had someone turn out, turn down the seat next to you? Okay. I, I, I don't would, know. I, I would think you'd want that. That doesn't, that confuses me. Uh, to me, it's not that I want it. It's that there is a seat. And for some reason I am so like, you don't want to sit next to me specifically. That is the reason. So anyway. Well, I mean, we haven't talked about your horrible body odor, so like that could be factor. Like, I think the like, listeners like we've talked smell. about. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have Just, a smodcast. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't actually received your Don scratch and sniff yet, it's <laughs> right into um, and Don. You should know some people are super, super into that. <laughs> I actually saw. Um, on, no. Oh yes. On Twitter, oh, yes. Uh, this uh, okay. journalist was asking for people to write in. Because he wanted to interview them, uh, people fans of Man Stink. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I should not be looking that way. Uh, no, sorry. I, I am not going to kink shame anyone. Good for you. Inhale deeply. Yes. Take it. Why Everyone do I feel like I'm a- always the one in the room going like, no. <laughs> Done. Because you are. <laughs> uh, okay. Along those lines, my last one that I brought in, this is the one I'm sort of embarrassed to say out loud. Have you ever been with someone and during your time, your sexual time, your sexy time together, they He's have sp- blushing. Look at him. He's the one. <laughs> they have spontaneously discovered a fetish that perhaps they have not known before. Oh, it's oh. not. Spontaneous. It is so not spontaneous. Yes. That's the story yeah. they say. And yes, quite frequently. Yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yes. Okay. I don't think so. Usually they know it. Usually I'm the one who feels like I don't like, usually they know it when walking in and they're like, do this thing for me. That that's, that's been my experience for me. So the experience that I'm thinking about, it was a very strange night. It was like, we're having a lovely time. 
And then suddenly there is a mouth on my foot, just like the entire foot has got oh. into their mouth. <laughs> and, they're, and afterwards they're like, I've never done that before. I'm like, oh. you just swallowed an entire oh, foot. No, hold no, on, no, I've no. done that before. Don, you being lied to. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Was they have first. done that before. Okay, so discovering a fetish. I'll put that in yes. air quotes. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so you at home, have you, have you ever with any of these? Let us know. I Where Have you they... ever had your mouth on Don's foot for the first time? <laughs> was it in an airline restroom toilet? Uh, apparently I have very appealing feet. I had no idea. Uh, so if they did want to tell us about this, where would they go to tell us about this, Trevor? <laughs> That's a hell of a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of the segue. Oh, well, I actually do have a, uh, a tip. Oh, oh, there's uh, a tip. There's yes. a tip. Um, just the tip. Um, so I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it comes in um, handy. <laughs> so my travel tip is a product that is a must-have for me whenever I travel, and we, also we, it's. I mean, it's, I have it at home. We don't travel about. Yes. Um, it is this. So it's a nylon bath sheet. I got it. It's like a Japanese product. And it is basically, um, you know, like a pom-pom loofah, like uh-huh. the nylon yeah. loofahs. Imagine sort of a, a translucent, but uh, a, a rough fabric. It's nylon. It's one foot by three feet. Yes. Okay. So basically you can bunch it up like a loofah or kind of use it just like clean your back uh, mm. or fold it over a bunch of times like a wash. I have one of those. I have yes. one of those too. Yeah. I love it. They're and great. it is, um, I'll share the link from what I bought on Amazon. Although I saw it at Gelson's the other day. Gelson's is a local grocery store. If it's what I'm thinking about, I got one at CVS. Yeah. Yeah. For a while I couldn't find them anywhere. But well, now we, they're, we find that the, the ones that are very common are like the pom poms with the little cord. Whereas this is actually a sheet. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm yeah, talking yeah, the about. The sheet. Yeah. The thing that I love about it is very exfoliating. Like yes. it really takes off a lot of that. It'll just anything on you, it'll just peel it right off. It's yeah. great. And you can get to areas that you couldn't normally get to with your back, your back or your folds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it because when you're traveling, you don't really know what the bathroom's going to be like. So it's a good way to mm-hmm. just be able to like get anywhere. That's um, And then you can hang it up. Nice. It's a good tip. Yes. So Trevor, if people want to know more about the nylon sheet, where can hey. they go to find this app from our website? That's my job. Uh, so you can go check out this episode page on www.bigfatgaypod.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at bigfatgaypod or check out our Facebook page, the Big Fat Gay Podcast. That's right. And on the website, we will also have uh, the episode page where we'll have links to the various things that we talked about, including yes. the articles yeah. that and we referenced. Please look us up on these sites. Uh, every time you like us, we get a little bit more heat, so mm. to yes. speak. And oh. leaving comments, is a, we, we love it. We yes. love yes. to hear from you. And I finally remembered after like four consecutive episodes to ask people to please uh, rate us and subscribe on yes, please. Uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, um, and also on Facebook, actually. There's a way that you can recommend us if you like the show, um, and that is all of that is incredibly helpful and also very nice uh, for us to know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. If it's good. Otherwise, just If like- it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you've whiled away another day with us. Thank you for visiting us here at yes. the Big Thought Game Podcast. Yeah, we're back to our normal format. It feels a little weird, I have to say. <laughs> I was enjoying the, the sort of the crazy little, like, uh, breaks into other areas. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll yeah, have we- some more crazy breaks, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll maybe have a... <laughs> I'm so happy about the new board. <laughs> and if you're listening in the car, there's someone behind you. And it's a cricket. Look out.